Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. <laughs> and as you might be able to tell, Gloria's voice isn't quite what it normally is, so unfortunately you're going to probably hear a lot more of me this week. <laughs> Yay! I apologize in advance. So the two episodes we are going to be reviewing this week are Season 3, Episode 15, Bombed, and Season 3, Episode 16, Bulletin Board. So, What is bombed about? Bombed. Uh, essentially, what happens is it's an OR-heavy episode with a few breaks where, as everybody is in OR operating, the camp is being shelled. And by who? Yeah, throughout <laughs> the course of the episode, we come to understand that it's actually friendly artillery that's hitting the camp. During the course of the episode, uh, Henry ends up with a busted arm. We're not sure how bad, but he's in a sling and out of surgery for the rest of the episode after that. And we actually end the episode, uh, the main part of it, in OR after another shell goes off and blows out more of the windows. All the windows in OR end up getting blown out. The very last scene is Frank trying to weasel his way out of a promise he made to Margaret during one part of the shelling. So, short version, MASH gets bombed by friendly artillery. Which starting to become a little bit of a regular plot. Right, point. Laura even <laughs> said that's happened before. But yes, it yeah, has. that does happen in real Yeah, it's like these well, they must not have the best artillery officers out there. <laughs> and in part of the episode, Radar is calling back to uh, HQ, one of them at least, to try and get the artillery redirected. And the guy there says, we tried calling the observation post that's directing the fire, but all of the soldiers there are at the Bob Hope show. So. Which then they're playing over the radio little clips of it during the episode, which was kind of neat. And in fact, um, at first they even were saying, you're not being shelled in your area. So Radar (laughs) stuck the phone out and said, listen, yes, we are. Uh And when he pulled the phone back in, it was broken half. Yeah, he didn't didn't have the speaker part of the (laughs) phone anymore, just the the receiver part. Um, Yeah, what else? Uh, I, I like what happened. He mentioned that Henry's arm had been, well, we don't know, broken, sprained, whatever. It was in a sling. Mm -hmm. But he was in the latrine, and um, they couldn't find Henry, couldn't find Henry. And they finally, the latrine blew up. So they were digging through the pieces saying, you know, Henry, are you there? And it was really cute because Radar said, he's in there. He has the good toilet paper. Yeah, because out of the hole, out of the pit from the latrine, you see stream... Toilet, toilet paper. paper. Mm-hmm. And it was toilet paper he got for his anniversary, so it was the good stuff. Yeah, stateside paper. And then um, when they pulled him out, we found out that Father Milk, he was right alongside him. Which he must have still had shock from the blast, because as he's being pulled out, he's saying, that's when you got all those crab apples, sister, and... I told you, you can't make a pie out of crab apples, but you said I learned how in the Girl Scouts. And the crust was so flaky. We ate it all before supper. And then Mommy came home and said, What the hell is going on here? And then he looks at Klinger. You know, Mommy, 
That's the first time I heard you swear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Do a good father. William Christopher did a wonderful job of just being out of it. It was great. Uh, After that, we see a GI come into OR. Margaret opens up his, uh, his uniform top and she says there's a wire. And this GI, yeah, this GI was booby-trapped. He had a wire holding his arms in and then a grenade with the pin pulled under his arm. And uh, Frank was saying something about, we don't need to risk our lives. We have a demolitions expert right here on staff, Staff Sergeant Benson. And Trapper, who's leaning over this soldier trying to figure out what to do, turns around and points at the guy he was just working at at the other table and goes, Frank, that's Staff Sergeant Benson. But to bring a little humor to this part of it, there was um, a nurse that didn't quite speak English, so she's yelling in the background, booby trap, booby trap. Yeah. (laughs) Booby kaboom. Booby kaboom. (laughs) Booby go boom or something. Yeah. But uh, Frank and Hawk, or not Frank, Trapper and Hawkeye, end up successfully disarming the booby trap. Hawkeye grabs a grenade. I'm assuming with the with the uh, lever still down. They open up a sheet that they had put over a blown out window. Hawkeye throws it out the window. It lands somewhere and blows out a window on the other side of OR. So. But everyone was safe. But everyone was safe. That's a good part. Uh, after that, at some point, they're running low on supplies. So Margaret and Trap run across the compound to the supply room, which, by the way, <laughs> they run across the compound to, to the, the supply sp- room, which is a freestanding corrugated steel structure. Just pointing out. The supply tent. Yes. It's not a tent. It's a structure. It's not in the main, you know, OR, post-op, pre-op structure. It's across the compound. But anyway, they get in there, and then they get trapped when a shell bursts and jams the door. Probably a concussion from the shell, like, shoves it closed too far. And then, um, Trapper's being Trapper and trying to make advances on Margaret. And so she's trying to bust out and he just kind of goes and leans back and lounges seductively on a pile of uh, blankets. But it's a good thing to keep in mind past episode mm. where Margaret had mentioned a little crush she has on Trapper. Yeah. So she was pounding to get yeah. out of the door, pushing seemingly mm. quote marks as hard as she could because Looked like she was trying that hard. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you know, you hear her yelling help, and then once she gives up on trying to get out, she just looks back at him and says help, but for clearly a different reason. It's help. Yeah, <laughs> help me from him. Uh, but, I don't know if she really wanted help though yeah. from him. I don't, you know, let's yeah. watch it and see what you think. Mm-hmm. That night, um, there's a movie. They're playing, and it looks like um, it's some sort of war picture. You know, it's it, bombing. It, yeah, bombing and guys running through the shell bursts and all this. And um, 
Colonel Blake is sitting back next to the projector with Father Mulcahy. Father, this was supposed to take everyone's mind off the shelling. Well, I meant to get the yearling. <laughs> but it was... I can't remember what he said exactly, but, you know, but, it, but we couldn't get it. Oh, yes, it's a beautiful movie about a boy and a young deer. But his mother doesn't want him to keep it, but he gets this unnatural um, attachment to it. Oh, I understand. My cousin had the same thing with it, and I can't remember what, because he says something like that, and Frank says something like that, and I think somebody else does too, but what Father Mulcahy did say was that the Jeep, the movie was coming in, was hijacked by a bunch of Buddhist monks who had just gotten a haircut. <laughs> so, okay then, that's, um, yeah. sure, that works. Go with it. Yeah. Um, now, keep in mind that uh, Margaret is still in the supply tent with, yeah. with Trapper at this time. Yeah, so Frank comes into the movie looking for them. Uh, speaking of the movie, Zale is there, and he's oh. starting stuff up with Klinger, who's there on a date. Um, it's fun to see Klinger on a date. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is super interesting, because the nurse is in army fatigues, and he's in mm. this red, wide-brimmed hat and matching, uh, like, nightgown or nightdress. Beautiful dress. <laughs> it just... <laughs> It could hang better on him. I'm just saying. <laughs> it probably wasn't cut for yes. his body type. I'm just saying. Um, but Zale starts some stuff up with Klinger. Hey, move your hat, lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, Henry does... No, I'm sorry. I was about to say something from the next episode. Oh, that's my job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's why I stopped myself. Um, but then Klinger comes back. Zale has moved up next to Klinger's date. And so then Claire just pushes him off the bench. And they get in a fight. And they get in a fight. And then the shelling starts up again. And so the movie is turned off. And at this point, Frank is looking for Margaret. Yeah, he realizes she's missing. Yeah, still looking for Margaret. Nobody's seen her. So then at some point the next day, um, Trapper gets Margaret under the same blanket as him. Something about conservation of body heat. Because 98... That's 98. He's 180, 90, 196. 196. No, 918, yeah, 186 degrees, mm. so it's a lot warmer. No, 190, no, 196. <laughs> He's a math major. 196, because there would be one yeah, that would okay, carry over. over. But yeah, yeah 196 anyway. degrees. It doesn't work like <laughs> that. <laughs> what are you doing with your hand? Just trying to salute. But it was under the blanket, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know where he was floating. Yeah. <laughs> but Make then, your own conclusions. Yeah. So then they start to kind of just try and get some sleep. And then Hawkeye and Frank bust open the door, and Margaret's all flustered because she is there laying with Trap. And uh, Hawk's line is something akin to, trip to the moon on gossamer wings, huh, Trapper? <laughs> And they just had this guilty look. So mm -hmm. Frank just laughed as so jealous. You yeah. could just see it. Mm -hmm. He's just distraught over this thought of Margaret being with anybody else, even though, you know, he clearly has no intention of ever leaving his wife for Margaret. That said, 
he's trying to get the truth out of Margaret, what happened. And she's telling him the truth. He just doesn't believe her. Right. And um, then he says, Margaret, I want to marry you. What? And, and then the shell hits. What was it, Frank? Tell me again. I never saw Frank move so fast. <laughs> I was close. I better get to Colonel uh. Blake. <laughs> and so he runs out of Margaret's tent. Um, then we go back to OR. There are lots uh, of shelling. Lots of shelling going on. Lots of ORing going <laughs> on. Um, but then the shelling stops, so Radar decides to read a letter from his mother. Because uh, nothing else is on other than Soul City Sue, who keeps telling all the imperialist uh, nation GIs... That their wives are having affairs while yep. they're gone. So yep. go home, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Which is interesting. Follow Kahi. Untrue, nope. untrue. Don't listen to her. Don't listen, don't listen. My favorite part of Radar's letter, other than when the dog peed on the cat, <laughs> by the way, we don't have a cat anymore, um, <laughs> was about your Uncle Albert. No to drinking, yes, yes to AA. <laughs> it was funny because his mom at the beginning of the letter said, boy, you ask a lot of questions. And then she went on to just answer the questions yeah. with no chit-chat. Yeah. You know, so it was just like, <laughs> yes to this, no to that, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they start getting shelled again. Yep. The shells blow out the windows in OR. Uh, Frank is about to start on a chest case, and he's he's so preoccupied with Margaret that he's like, I don't know if I can do it. Hawkeye from behind him. Frank, you've done that lots of times. I know, I, I just have... So much on my mind. Frank, trap tried. No dice. She's yours. What? Well, oh. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's get a, you know, a tray yeah. over here. Stat. Chop, chop. And off he went to work on the chest. No problem. So what you're thinking <laughs> in your mind has so much to do uh, with what you're working on in life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the last scene of the episode, the post, uh, the post why can't I think of the word I want? The post-commercial break last scene that they always have is Margaret comes to the swamp. For yeah. some reason, they have the flaps down, even though it seemed to be a warmer time of the year. Don't know why they have the flaps down other than for the scene. Well, I think hiding. He well, was in hiding. Yeah, but I mean, it had to be getting warm in there. Well, uh, when you're hiding, you don't care how warm it is. <laughs> he made a proposal, yeah. and he was hiding. Yeah. Hawkeye's giving Trapper a haircut. Margaret comes, knocks on the door. Is Frank there? And Frank mimes, I'm, I, I don't want to talk. You guys talk for me. Where is answering service? Leave your symptoms and credit card number. <laughs> Tell him he's not going to world shout on it. <laughs> Frank, did you propose? <laughs> well, of course. He was afraid he was going to lose her to you. <laughs> so, and that's the episode really great um tons happening yeah it was a very dense episode which are ones that i like yeah it just keeps moving keeps mm -hmm. you thinking from one point to the next mm -hmm. and it's always neat to see the interactions mm -hmm. i think between the staff in or because really that's um in a lot of ways that's where they're at their best and that's where you see the character growth yeah you know, who they become mm -hmm. because really that's where the character would be under pressure uh-huh 
you know, the most. And you see that a lot. So this is really where that character comes out. Anything else about this episode? I have nothing else. Okay. Let's go ahead and move right along then to Season 3, Episode 16, Bulletin Board. So it, the main centerpiece of this episode really is the camp's bulletin board. We've seen it before. It's uh, right on the what would really be the post-op wall of the main hospital building. And the doctors, uh, Hawkeye and Trapper, are reading various postings on there. Radar puts up a few things. Uh, Frank comes and does a few things. Henry comes and does a few things on there. But it really centers around things on the bulletin board, which I think would be a better plot device if they used the bulletin board more centrally in other episodes. They don't oh, yeah, that much. They don't. It's just kind of like, oh, it's here. And the bulletin board may have really been a central part of life in camp. I think it was because in later episodes, they like post on the bulletin board where they're selling, you know, a date or, mm -hmm. a, you know, or contests or something. And, you know, it, it does make its appearances. Like the episode where they're running low on fuel, oil mm -hmm. and wood because of low supplies, where Henry's desk ends up disappearing right. because they burn it. Yeah, one of the nurses... Um, puts a posting up there uninhibited nurse will spend a night with anybody with like four pieces of firewood or whatever so yeah, it, so it, it it is there it's just more of a, a seasoning than a main dish right in term in in my thought process in terms of how it appears in other episodes but here it really is the point the pivot point of the episodes right you know so how do we start the episode Hawkeye is, uh, you know those paddles with the rubber band with a ball on the end? Well, he's taking that and he's just... Very easily. Yeah. he gets 69, up, 70, 71. He gets up to 71 and then Trapper tries and completely just flubs it. Um, Radar comes up, puts a posting on the board about Henry giving a lecture on sex. So this is one of those downtime episodes. Not nearly as dense and not as packed with OR and that's why we're getting a lot of these kind of side stories I know. think it's funny though seeing the way different people react to the word sex because like Trapper and Hawkeye were like oh big deal another one someone else is yelling <laughs> in the background ha um, Radar is almost <laughs> like embarrassed <laughs> You know, like, Colonel, can we put the... Should we put the flaps down flap. so the nurses don't hear? Right. Trust me, Radar. They know. Nurses know about sex and Hawkeye. I've certainly been doing my part to <laughs> spread the word. So, you know, you see the different mm -hmm. the different points of view about sex and... Mm -hmm. Um. So what is it, downtime? Uh, Frank goes and buys war bonds on the bulletin board. So he basically puts his entire pay into that. Which plays into the fact that Margaret then comes over and asks Frank for money. She wants to give her uh, baby sister, who's only a captain, who's getting married, younger sister. She wants to give her turnkey money for uh, an apartment, I think. And uh, Frank basically says, neither borrower or lender neither be. Borrower or yeah. lender be. Yep. And, you know, he's like, you know, Margaret, marriage really isn't all it's cracked up to be. Take it from me. 
I think that marriage is the chief cause of divorce. <laughs> really, Frank? But he won't lend Margaret the money. And she says, aren't I worth $240 to you, Frank? And he's just, he like stands up and he's thinking about it. I just can't do it, Margaret. It rubs against the grain. And then they both quoted different yeah. things. Mark Twain. Yeah. Uh, Margaret quoted Saint, Saint Ignatius of Iola. And, and then at the end, mm -hmm. she's like, give me the money. Or no, Quoting it was, by Margaret blow Houlihan. It out, blow it out your it, ear. Yeah, by Margaret Houlihan. And so she walks out. Uh, then we get another little story where Trapper is in the O Club writing a letter to his daughter. Uh, just describing something that happened in OR the most recent winter where basically uh, a guy came in and he had no pulse in his extremities so Frank was writing him off. Trapper checks his carotid artery and puts a stethoscope on him and says okay let's get him prepped and ready. Because he was frozen. Yeah his extremities are frozen. Hypothermia. So he was explaining that to his daughter and then also how he lives with Hawkeye and with Frank and they show this scene in the swamp where Trapper wakes up Hawkeye for a shift and they start throwing stuff at each other and Hawkeye says, wait a minute, why are we wasting this energy on each other? And so they start whipping stuff at Frank who's also still sleeping. Uh, next we see a movie in the mess is this where the Zale and the Klinger fights start? The movie in the mess was a Shirley Temple movie. This this must be the fight. Yay, yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I I did screw up. Yeah. This is where the Zale and Klinger fight is. In the previous episode, Klinger is in the mess tent watching the movie, and he is one of the people who says, "One of my relatives had the same thing with blank animal." This is where this it's... This is where he's wearing the red dress and mm -hmm. the red hat. Yeah, this is where he's there and they start the fight. This is also where Henry is, comes in dealing with a kid who is hemorrhaging. And, uh, you know, like they had stabilized him. And he's there trying to get his mind off the case and get a few... Uh, catch a few Z's. And Kelly Nakahara, her character who is credited as Nurse Charlie, she's been Nurse Baker, she's been Nurse Abel, she's now Nurse, Nurse Charlie. Charlie. She comes in to get him because the patient is hemorrhaging again, so he walks out. The fight starts. Zale and Klinger are fighting, and they actually fight, I'm going to state it this way, they fight Father Mulcahy out of the tent. They're fighting, they push him out, he comes back in to try and break it up, they push him out again. Um, I think Igor is at the projector, like we see him do a lot of times. And then finally, I think the MPs come in to break up the fight. Then, next scene, Henry is standing behind an ambulance as Corman are loading a body onto the ambulance. Uh, I believe we're supposed to assume that that's his patient which he's is he's really bothered by it he can't yeah. let go of it mm -hmm. and so, so uh hawkeye and trapper are at the bulletin board and there is a posting about a charity picnic 
for St. Teresa's orphanage, and Henry just tears it down. You know, because he's like, come on, I think this is something we need. Yeah, Hawkeye is trying to convince him, no, if we don't lo- if we don't go crazy every once in a while, we'll all go crazy. And so throughout the whole carnival, you could see everyone having fun except Henry. Mm-hmm. He kind of walked around and walked past everyone with this dazed look on his face where he all he could mm-hmm. think of was his patient he lost or life or... Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it else, you know, sometimes you have to let go of the negative and look at the positive. Yeah. Um, an interesting part, they had helium, or um, probably not helium, they were probably just using whatever gas they had for OR, in theory, for the balloons. But um, they were filling up balloons for the picnic, and Frank gets one and takes it over to Margaret, gives yeah. it to her. She takes it, grabs a pin out of her hair, and pops it. And, uh, you know, she's just, she's... $240 was a lot of money back then. Mm. But she also did a lot for Frank, and it's the first time she ever asked him for something. Yeah, and he says something about wanting to be in the sack race with her, and she says, oh, we won't be in the sack race for a long time, Frank. Any kind of sack race. Yeah. And so then he finally mostly concedes and says, I'll get the money, Margaret. But. <laughs> I would appreciate if you would sign an IOU and, you know. A, interest. And a statement about the interest. And all of a sudden, meanwhile, there's a foot race going on with some of the nurses. And then you see Frank break into it as he's trying to get away from Margaret. He wins. <laughs> and he's running from something. Yeah. And as the winner, he gets a prize donated by Corporal Klinger, and it's a bra. A black bra. Yeah. A pretty black bra. At the end of the picnic, what we see is a tug of war where it's the senior medical staff, and uh, so, you know, the colonel, two majors, Hawkeye and Trapper, versus what I'm assuming is going to be uh, the senior NCOs. So it was Zale, Klinger, uh, Radar, I think Igor maybe a couple, you know, one other because there was five yeah. on each side of the rope, and in the middle was a mud pit. About six inches deep. Yeah, because we see Father Okay, he stick, put a stick in there and take it back out. And, mucky mucky mud too. Yeah, and so they all start getting pulled in. Everybody's cheering, and and you finally see Henry let go. Yeah, finally. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the camera focuses on Radar as he stands up, all covered in mud, and just starts walking back toward camp. But he had the look on his face that Radar always gets. And he says, choppers, and everybody just starts streaming back toward camp. And so, first of all, it shows their professionalism, but it does show what Hawkeye was saying is, you know, they went crazy. And it was good. You need to go crazy sometime. We all need to go crazy sometime. Even the nuns from the orphanage, they were participating in all the games. Yeah. All the children were participating. Mm -hmm. It it was, I love that kind of stuff. I think we need to do more. I don't think we do that stuff anymore Mm -hmm. with community and with. Yeah. And especially for like MASH, it was a chance to breathe life back into a place where, like we saw with Henry. There was often too much, too much death. death. So uh, that was really nice. You got to be with the children. And what else are we doing this for? And yeah. 
Yeah. For our future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just the post-last commercial scene was um, Margaret, Trapper, Hawkeye, Henry all working over the same patient, and Henry just thanks Hawkeye for the great idea. So. Yep. It was a good episode. It was a bunch of little vignettes strung together around the bulletin board. Worth the watch, but again, these paired up really nicely, I think. I think so too. Because you had that denser first episode, and then a much lighter second episode that was lighthearted, funny. Something that you could kind of use as a, a decompression. Sorry, I didn't take more input. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you for coming over to do this. Um, so again, just to point out, we did see Kelly Nakahara again in this episode. I love Kelly. I love seeing her in episodes. So it's really great to see when she gets a speaking role. I can't wait till she becomes Kelly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, Nurse Kelly instead of Nurse Charlie or Nurse, Nurse Baker. Baker. Uh, we do see Nurse Brown. Nurse Kelly, we would love to have you on our, <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> let us know. Uh, let us know. Give me yeah. a call. Uh, so, yeah, the other credited nurse, just one more thing. It was Patricia Stevens. She's been on the show before as well. But, yeah, um, you know, if anybody from MASH <laughs> listens to this, please uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash. Email us, whiskeyandmash at narclanic.com. Or if you're just a normal listener... Um, we'd love to hear from you too. Find us on Facebook, email the podcast, and we will respond to anything we get. Good at, luck, your thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Uh, if you liked this episode, the best way that you can help support this podcast is to help us spread the word about it. You know, share it with a friend, a family member, uh, a co worker, whatever. Point them to whiskey and mash on itunes or your favorite podcast application if they don't do the podcast thing point them over to narclaninc.com they can find whiskey and mash on the website and on that page we have all the raw mp3 files of this podcast linked so you can either stream the episodes there or download them to an mp3 player you can also see the other podcasts that are part of the nar podcast family over there you know, uh, feel free to explore those, link up with us on social media via those pages. But in the meantime, okay. I'm Chris Pullman. And Gloria Ackerman. And uh, thanks for listening to Whiskey and Mash. We'll see you next time. Where's the outro music? There it is. <laughs> it's gone. Mm -hmm. Bit Merry Christmas in case we yeah, Merry uh, Christmas. Things are a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>